You're listening to VO Stories, episode 56. Hi, I'm Tina Zaremba, voiceover talent and voiceover trainer. All right, today I'm looking at a rather big question, and it's this. Is there a spiritual or personal growth component to our work as voiceover actors? I've been thinking about this question lately as I reflect on my own voiceover career. You see, I view voiceovers not just as an opportunity to grow personally, but to be truthful, voiceovers has become somewhat of a spiritual practice for me. Now, before you say, Tina, you've lost your marbles, let me explain what I mean. I grew up being the kid that was afraid to speak. Maybe I'll say the wrong answer or not say what's expected of me. I mean, in class, I hated being called on, and I did not like offering up the answers. This way of being stayed with me well into my 20s and when I entered into voiceovers, which if you want to make a living being paid to speak, having the fear that you're going to say the wrong thing doesn't serve, especially in auditions. Do you not agree that you have to own what you say when you read the words off the copy? I remember my first year in voiceovers. I signed with this big New York agency and thought, this is it. The problem was I was so attached to the it the big auditions that would lead to the even bigger bookings. I was like this dog chasing its tail for these outer validations. I definitely was mastering the doing, the hustling, but was finding a negative balance of inner energy to a negative bank balance account to zero bookings. Yes, my first year in voiceovers, I booked absolutely nothing. This lasted for a very, very long time, this doing, 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 and chasing. I'm a Taurus, so I can be rather bullheaded. I'd love to tell you that it was a book I read, a particular therapist or coach that helped me make a shift. I'd be lying if I didn't tell you that I tried all of that and then some. And there were some amazing and insightful books. I highly recommend Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now. It's an awesome read. Jen Sincero's You Are Badass. I love that title. And Michael Singer's The Untethered Soul. Sometimes I would read that book along with The Power of Now, and I was like, I don't even really fully process what is being, what I'm reading, but I just felt calmer afterwards, so I took that as a good indicator that that was something good for me. Anyways, there were also therapists and a life coach, and they helped immensely, but honestly, what was the biggest help was just letting go. The surrendering to, I don't know. I think there's so much pressure on us humans. Maybe it's self-inflicted or maybe it's something we feel from our culture. I'll let you be the judge on that one. But there's so much pressure on us to know, especially as adults. Like somehow when you become adult, you're just, you're just supposed to know everything in your little zone of genius that you work in. And it doesn't always go that way. And for me personally, it was when, when I let go, it was in the space of having a beginner's mind, of honoring that I don't have all the answers that my voice started emerging. And that voice, it wasn't a sound, but a knowing. This real voice, and maybe some people call it God or Buddha or the universe, but this real voice, which is under the sound, led me to making strong choices on the copy I was auditioning for, to focusing on questions that felt more powerful and meaningful. Questions like, How can I be of service at this audition and in my life to what do I care about? And honestly, sometimes I didn't care about the product I was voicing for, so I shifted my attention to what I do care about in my life, my son, to name just one. 
as I let go, started asking more powerful questions, the bookings began to come in. And more importantly, my true voice began to emerge. It wasn't an instant wave the wand I made the shift overnight and poof, all the bookings appeared. This is my life's path. This voice that has no words, this knowing, it's still leading me in voiceovers and beyond. I do know that when I'm behind the mic, I now set an intention that I get out of the way, that I surrender, and that my voice be an instrument for good today. That no matter what happens, that the sound waves that come from my voice transport love, and what will be, will be. I know that sounds very kumbaya, but that's just my truth. So this is how voiceovers has become a spiritual practice for me. Here's what my friend and brilliant, bright talent, Kay Best, had to say when I asked her this question. This is an interesting question to me. Is there a spiritual component, a personal growth component to my work as a voice actor? Um, I would say yes, <laughs> generally, but, um, but maybe not in the way that one might customarily think of it. Um, I don't, um, this is, wow, this is such a big question. I'm certainly a uh, religious and spiritual uh, practicing Christian. So I certainly think that my work and my vocation, my, what it is that I do in my life, is, is all tied to the gifts that I have been given and my purpose in being a good steward of those gifts. And at the same time, I don't, as a matter of course, sort of um, pray for work, if you will, um, or, or anything like that. I'm not sort of a prosperity uh, gospel sort of a person. My view is that God wants me to be a good and decent human being and to do good in the world, no matter what my circumstances are, and that that is the through line of my life. And so what matters in my work with regard to a spiritual practice is that everyone I encounter, it's my job to approach them with love and with kindness. Um, and so that's the manner in which I, I sort of take my spiritual practice and bring it into uh, my work life. And I think that the, I think along with winning jobs, uh, not getting jobs that you think are right for you, or when I don't get a job that I, that I think was right for me, I, um, I think there's a lesson in there for me, uh, whether I win a job or whether I lose a job, um, whether something important comes my way that I think is going to change my life, right? It's going to, it's going to change my bank account and I don't get it. What does that mean? I don't think that it means that God is withholding from me or that I did something wrong or that I could have prayed harder, <laughs> right? Um, but I do think there's a lesson in it. And, and the lesson is how do I lose a job graciously and put my shoulder to the wheel and do the work that's ahead of me and let that one go? Um, and so that is a very, I think, a very mindful practice. And I, you know, um, in order to keep myself mindful and keep myself in that practice, I, I meditate. I do yoga. <laughs> um, but the whole of it, the whole of my life is trying to figure out um, how to be a good and decent person in the world. Um, and that includes in my, in my work life. So uh I hope that that answered the question. I could talk a lot longer about it, but, you know, but there might need to be more wine involved. 
<laughs> There you go. <laughs> I love, 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 Kay. Yes, Kay, you answered the question. Next time we meet, I'll bring the vino. I so appreciate how she looks for the lesson, the opportunity where she can grow. I think if you have the choice to place your attention on the question, why me, versus what is the lesson here, the latter's the more empowering place to be. And sometimes, I know it can feel like we don't have a choice when we're swimming in the trenches of doubt. And that's where the letting go and just being has helped me. So whether you see voiceovers as an opportunity for personal growth or having a spiritual component or not, my wish, well, my wish for you is how I close this podcast every week. Thanks for listening in. Until next week, here's to owning our voices. Owning our voices.